Okay, so here's the big question. How are bariatric people who want to build consistency, who work out and who live a healthier lifestyle, how do we build long-term success and not regain weight post weight loss surgery? That is the question and this podcast is dedicated to figuring out the answer. Hi, my name is Zipporah and welcome to the Bariatric Confessions Podcast. Next up, we have somebody who lost, I think the most weight on out of everybody who's speaking today. I wanna say yes. I'm like almost 100% positive. She lost so much weight um, after she had surgery. Um, I can't remember how long ago she had surgery, but I think she was one of the first people that I actually found on TikTok when I really started going on, um, like, you know, looking for people who had bariatric surgery. And I saw her and I was like blown away, okay? Like just her transition is like so inspirational because you hear people say I had weight loss surgery and then they gain the weight back and you're just like, what, how's that even possible? But she ain't gained no weight back, okay? She out here killing it, okay? So I am horrible with pronouncing names, but her name on TikTok is Gracefully Fit Journey, okay? That's, I'm gonna let her tell her own name because I am the worst at pronouncing people, people's names. Like I am the worst. I think it's LaShandria, but she gonna correct me when she get on it. <laughs> so let me see, I can't see everybody, but if you can unmute yourself, I'm gonna see if I can find you just in case you can't. Oh, there you go. I got you. I got you. Let's see. There we go. Hey, hey, hey everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Um, my name is LaShondria. You were close. Look, nobody ever pronounces it right. So the easiest thing is everybody calls me Sean. Um, and thank you guys so much for even thinking about me. I was quite shocked. <laughs> um, and as far as my journey, Tara has, Tara was one of the first people I connected with um, when I got on TikTok. And just to tell y'all a little bit how I actually ended up on TikTok, it was my nephew and my niece was like, you've lost so much weight, you need to be on TikTok. So I'm like, what is TikTok? Initially, because I had no clue what it, you know, what it was. I was sharing a little bit on Instagram. Um, so I have lost, to tell you all who I am, I am LaShondria, Sean. Um, I had the duodenal or duodenal switch surgery, January 16th of 2019. Um, I have lost 300, I was 578 pounds to start. Um, I have lost 350 pounds so far on um, my journey. <laughs> um, for me, my decision to have weight loss surgery was literally, people say life or death, but for me, it was literally life or death. Um, I was in a wheelchair. I was using oxygen 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I only left the house to go to doctor's appointments and church. That was it. And that was a whole production um, of getting to and from the doctor's office. Um, 
I am a person who never knew what it was like to be thin. I was a big child. Um, when I graduated from high school, I was 325 pounds. And um, my weight just ballooned from there. Um, I come from a family of thin people. So I was not surrounded by, um, on my mother's side, I was not surrounded by other big people. So when I tell you my family, there's not a diet plan out there I haven't been on. Um, as a kid, which is very traumatizing to a child, I was in the seventh grade and had my mouth wired shut uh, because it was a thing in those times to, uh, it was a, a weight loss technique that people were doing where they would take wire. And I'm very good at talking with my mouth closed, as y'all can see, because I had to learn how to do it. Um, your, that they left you like an inch to be able to open your mouth. And it was enough to get a straw in. Um, the summer before my senior year of high school, I was hospitalized against my will, put on an eating disorder unit, a locked unit, um, to cause me to, try to cause me to lose weight, um, where we were monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week. When you went into the cafeteria, you had monitors that went with you um, to make sure you didn't eat anything that you were um, supposed to eat. And I know that's something that People don't think people in our community do. Well, yeah, they they do. I, it, I live to tell the tale. Um, and I just, the older I got, the more weight I gained because food was my friend. Food was my way of coping with anything in my life that I couldn't um, deal with. And I have one child and I got to about five years ago, Honest to goodness, I started watching my 600 pound life and I got to where I was watching it incessantly. And then a new show came out called Family by the Ton. And I started watching that show and that doctor said something, you know, doctor now was always one of those doctors. Oh, you need to lose 50 pounds. You need to lose 80 pounds. You, all of this stuff before you can have surgery. And, um, Dr. Proctor, when I saw him on the show, it was like he was, it was something different about him. So I saw that he was based in Georgia and everything just kind of fell into place from there because I researched him and found out he actually had an office here where I am in Noonan. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I made my appointment. I went in to make a long story short. My first visit was with him is when I actually found out I was 578 pounds because no scale in a regular doctor's office would weigh me. So I had no clue. And when I heard that number, I was just, I knew I was large, but I had no idea that I was that large. And when I met with Dr. Proctor, he said, if you could lose 60 or 70 pounds on your own, you don't need me. And I was like, wow. You know, I, he was like, what I need to see you do is prepare. And I need to see the scale going down. He said, but I'm not gonna give you a number. And um, he is a doctor that requires therapy. 
which most, a lot of doctors don't. So he didn't just require a psychological evaluation. He was like, I need to know that, you know, you're going to win. That was his thing. I don't want you to have this surgery. And then because the surgery that I had, it's a four and a half hour long surgery. It's not like the, you know, sleeve or whatever. It's a very complicated um, surgery, but because of my weight, that was what he um, recommended for me. So I had the surgery. And at, those of you that have seen my TikToks, I started out in my yard, honestly, with my son, just sitting in a chair, moving my legs and flailing, flailing my arms, <laughs> just, you know, just anything to get myself moving. And I had to learn to eat a different way. And I had to learn that to deal with emotions. When I had surgery, a lot of emotions that I never knew I had when it took, when you took the food away, I had to deal with all those things. And um, honestly, I applaud, like, I love Tara with her tummy tuck. And, you know, I never, my goal was never to get to the hundred pound. Everybody wants to get to Wonderland. My goal was never to get to Wonderland. Um, I am right now hovering around 240, 250. My goal weight is 225. And I know that I'll eventually um, get there. But once I started working out, um, and doing weights, my weight loss started to slow down a little bit. And I got upset, you know, because I'm like, wait a minute, I'm working out, my weight loss is slowing down. And he was like, no, your weight is slowing down, but you're building muscle. And he explained to me that muscle weighs more than fat does, which is something I had, you know, no clue about. So I never thought going from being immobile, um, they also diagnosed me with um, osteoarthritis in both of my knees. I have bone on bone. So he the doctor said, you're not gonna be able to run. Well, you know, thank God that my godson, who y'all have seen in some of the videos with me that trains me, he said to me, Ma, no, there's nothing we can do about that cartilage being gone. But what we can do is build up the muscle around that cartilage around that missing cartilage and as you build up that muscle you know you're going to be able to run and I posted a TikTok yesterday of me running and and that was like the biggest joy to go from not being able to move at all to running it's like what and you know he pushes me the 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 lifting the weight I I never thought I would be into lifting weights that that was just like something I never even imagined, but he said, Ma, I want you to try lifting weights. I'm like, boy, I can't lift no weight. And he's like, uh, Ma, yes, you can. And he started me out with little small handheld weights. And now I can, I can deadlift around 60, 70 pounds, you know, which is, it's a beginning, you know, it, it's a beginning. So, um, I just want to be an encouragement to everybody to let y'all know the one thing you'll hear me say all the time and the people who follow me know your journey is personal and you have to make your journey 
personal. It can't be about what your family thinks. It can't be about what your friends think. It can't be about what anybody thinks. When I tell y'all, I've lost more friends on this weight since I began to lose weight that I never thought people who I thought were going to ride with me forever have said, you've changed. You're not the same. You think you're all that. And it's like, no, it, I'm none of those things. But who I am is focused on me. And if y'all don't get anything else from me, get that selfish is not a bad word. Growing up, I was taught, you can't be selfish. Yes, you can. And it is, it is okay to be selfish. It's okay to put yourself first. It's okay to think about you and put your needs and your wants and your desires first. Because if you're not whole, if you're not a whole person, you can't be any good for anybody else. Just like my last, um, and I'm going to stop after this, but my last step for freedom with me was with, for me was moving out on my own. I had to live with my mom for 10 years because I couldn't take care of myself. I moved out on my own, got my own place, and two weeks later quit my job. My family thought I was next, but I quit my job because I was working 5.30 a.m. to 6.30 PM as an assistant director at a daycare center, the director had got fired and I'm the one keeping the business running. And these people thought they could just talk to me any kind of way. And the old me would have said, okay, I I'm gonna take it. And I told them they could take their job and shove it. I quit on a Saturday. I started a new job on Tuesday because I know my value. You know, I, I know who, who I am as a person. And that's a big part of, the physical part is good on the weight loss journey. But if we don't have this up here right, and I stress that all the time, the weight, it will come back. It will creep back up on you. Um, but I just encourage everybody to just keep going, keep pushing. And if you don't get anything else from me, make your journey personal. Make it about you. It does not matter what anybody else thinks. It does not matter what anyone else has to say because you got on that table and had that surgery for one person, one person only. And that was yourself. And that's my, that's my little spiel. <laughs> Thank y'all for taking the time to listen to me. Girl, I can't even. Your story, man. I didn't know. I didn't even, I didn't know a lot of that part of your story especially the when you were talking about growing up with the the your uh, mouth filling um wired shut how did mm -hmm. that like how did that make you feel like as you like like when you thought about did you have to like go through therapy or something to kind of work through that like girl there let me tell you something therapy has been my best friend <laughs> I've had to work through a lot of um weight issues like I said that having my mouth wired shut was only one of the things when I tell you as an eight-year-old, I was put on Jenny Craig, like there is not, I went to an hypnotist. That was another thing um, because it was a trend that you could be hypnotized into losing weight. So um, I was sent to a hypnotist. It's not really anything that in the eighties and the early nineties that was weight loss. When Oprah did her OptiFast program, um, my mom put me on OptiFast. So you know, it was just like whatever came out at the time to 
help or in her eyes to help me to lose weight um, and didn't understand. She didn't understand. We had, a, my mom and I actually had a conversation. If you're looking for a bariatric community where you can find motivation and advice based off of experience and just a place to vent, then guess what? I have the perfect place for you. I have a Facebook group. It's called Barry Successful. If, you, if you're listening to this on Spotify, go to the description section and you'll see a link and click that link and it'll take you right to my Facebook group. And join the community where we are supportive and motivating and sharing our journeys in hope of inspiring others. All right, let's get back to the episode. Um, probably about nine months ago. And she was like, I never understood that I was harming you. I thought I was helping you. And I told her, I said, all you did was make me a closet eater. And I became very good at eating when no one else was around or hiding food. Um, it, it, my, my story is, it, it can get kind of deep, but, you know, I tell it because it's a lot of, when people get to the size that I did, people don't understand. You don't get to 400 pounds, 500 pounds, 600 pounds, because you like to eat. Right. You get to that weight, there's something behind the reason that you're eating because I would literally eat to the point of being sick. Um, at to literally till I'm, I would feel sick. And once I felt sick, then I'm like, okay, I'm good in my head. Um, I, and I did that um, a lot. And one of the things that I've learned when I came across like the Berry Girls, you know, it, it was, um, it was good to see people cooking food because I still love food, but I don't want to eat food that don't taste good. You know, and people, when you have weight loss surgery, they think that, oh, everything you eat has to be bland. It doesn't have to taste good. So I like watching their lives where they're showing things that are, you know, um, healthy, but they still taste good. But for, I don't know how I got sidetracked like that a little bit, but, you know, it, it's, it's been a journey for me and it took me a very long time to decide to have weight loss surgery. Like I said, I was, all, I was almost 400 pounds when I graduated from high school. I was right at 400 pounds when I had my son. Um, and weight just kept, it, it just slowly but surely like um, crept up on me and I didn't realize it. And I, I look back now and I think about how I could eat a whole pizza, a whole large pizza and a two soda. Like I saw in watching my 600 pound life, I saw myself, you know, in those people now not keeping myself clean and all that. Uh, uh-uh, ain't nobody got time for that. But <laughs> the eating part, <laughs> the eating part, I understood it because it was stuff I would do. I understood like I would stop on my way home from work at McDonald's and sit in my car and eat and then go home and cook myself and my son dinner and eat again like I hadn't eaten anything. So food can be a real addiction and it is something that um, that I think society as a whole needs to understand that you know it can be and I want everybody to know that to really understand that this surgery is a tool. It is simply a tool. It is not going to, you know, fix everything for you. Am I for surgery? 
yes. Anybody that feels that they need it, that's what it's there for. But just understand it is not going to solve everything. I have another question. And you let me know if it's too personal, but um, have did you like... Did you get to the root of why like food became your friend at such a young age? Like, have you, have you been able through therapy, figure that part out? Oh yeah, very uh, definitely. Um, as a child, my parents were only married for two years, long enough to get myself and my brother. And um, my, once my parents divorced, my stepfather, I actually thought was my dad until I turned eight. And then my dad decided he wanted to play dad for a minute. So that's when they had to tell us my stepfather wasn't my father and my dad was my dad. So, so that caused a lot of trauma. And then he was in and out, you know, he was in and out of my life. And then, like I said, in my family, on my mother's side, everyone was thin. And I was always, even as a baby, I was big. And when you grow up in a family where everyone around you is thin and your mom has the big daughter and she's also thin, she didn't want the big daughter. So, you know, she's going to do what she needs to do to try to get the thin daughter. And it just, in my case, had the opposite effect of what she thought that um, it would have. And like I said, it was just maybe eight or nine months ago that we actually sat down and had like that conversation because I never wanted to have that conversation with her. And part of therapy for me was like, you have some some situations that you have to deal with in life if you want to continue to progress and not put the weight back on. And that was one of um, the things that I had, um, that was the conversation that I had to have with her. Now, I was blessed to have an aunt in my life and a cousin, which I'm sure if y'all seen my TikToks, y'all have seen her in um, a lot of my TikToks. My um, cousin Carla, she's like a sister to me. And whenever I was with her and my aunt, that was always my safe space um, where I didn't have to worry about my size or what I ate or, you know, anything like that. It was just being a kid um, when I was with them. And she was one of my biggest, um, so she was and is and has always been one of my biggest. Um, supporters on my journey um when my aunt passed away um I didn't know what I was going to do without her but her daughter my cousin she stepped right in and she was there the day I had surgery she took care of me after I had surgery because I had a hard time um post-op it wasn't just had the surgery and come home for me I had um some challenges that I had to go through post-surgery for me because I was so large um, and because of the fact that I was already on the oxygen and um, things like that. And she took care of me until I was able to like get up and get moving. I had to have physical therapy after surgery. Um, so it's been like, it, it's been a journey. It has definitely been a journey. Would I do it all over again? In a New York minute, I, because the life that I have now is the life, even as a young adult, I, I couldn't have dreamed of. Just being able to, you know, simple things, being able to go out and just go to the grocery store. I love going to the grocery store. I love going to the grocery store and reading labels and um, 
Walmart is one of my favorite places because now I can just go and walk around and people aren't looking at you, you know, like who, you know, looking at you weird. I'm just part of the crowd. And that's um, something I always, you know, desire. And I'm just glad that my journey is showing people the side. A lot of times with weight loss surgery, people see the people that are you know, 275, even 300, 350 pounds. But most people, when they're as large as I am and they have the surgery, they don't want to talk about it. They want to just forget that part um, of their life. But I won't, I, my, my goal is just to, you know, keep sharing my story and letting other people that were and are my size know that it is possible. It is possible to lose the weight. You definitely should continue sharing your story because I, I just think you're so inspirational and like you 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 get to those people who were like, you know, who are or were 600 something pounds and let them know that there's there's no shame. You can you can get help for it. If this is the path you want to take, take it. But don't don't take it with your head down, hiding in the bucket. I have somebody who wants to ask you a question. I'm going to unmute her since it's not a lot of people um, didn't come on. Here we go. Hey, Zephora, how are you? Thank you so much for having this uh, meetup. I appreciate you bringing us all together, not just on TikTok. So I hope you continue on to doing this. And um, everybody, I'm just so grateful to be here. And um, wait, hold on, we lost you. Say something. Nope. I'm gonna see if I can find her to unmute to see if I can unmute her. Sorry, I gotta like scroll through everybody. Here she go. There she go. All right. There we go. go. Can you hear me now? We can hear. LaShondria, I just want to say, like, your story is just amazing. I, I think I heard you say in a New York minute. Are you in New York? No, I'm actually, listen, I am in Noonan, Georgia. The oh, list <laughs> Man, you're amazing. Your story is absolutely incredible. I resonated with so many parts of your story. Like, I'm telling you, the fact that you went through so much and you you know, just overcame so much. I want to know who your therapist is, all right? Because I need your therapist. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, literally, I can resonate with what you said because my family, I come from a, a morbidly obese family, right? Like, my sister got weight loss surgery. Uh, I got weight loss surgery. My daughter, I went to a children's hospital, Dr. Oz Hospital in New York City, where she got a, a trial bariatric surgery for for youth at 16 she was like over 300 pounds so and I and I you know made a decision along with her pediatrician to send her away to a fat camp so they would say it was literally a hospital where she was you know there for a long time you know and they monitor her everything but you know the crazy part about it is that she was around people that was had a different disorders, like not just obesity. It was people that was anorexic, people that was like, I mean, 
I just thank God she didn't go crazy in that place. I mean, like they literally, I mean, monitored every single bite. You know what I mean? Yep. And I just yep. wanted to ask you, because even to this day, I wonder if that was a, a right decision that I did for my daughter, even though I asked her. But do you feel like um, you resented your mother for doing that? Or you felt like it helped you in your journey? Um, at During the time of it? Yes. Just being honest, I resented her very much so. Um, as I've gotten older, I know that she did what she felt like was best. That, that is where I'm at with it. Because it was a different day and it was a different time. Um, and people went with what they knew. You know, there's, there's been a lot more research done um, to know that those places are not where kids should be. It doesn't work. Right. But like I said, parents, parents in those days and times, they did what they thought, you know, was best. And I know that that's what she was doing. She was doing what she felt like, you know, was best for me or what she had to do to, um, to help me. You know, that's the thing. She thought she was helping me. And I know, I knew and understood that it came from a place of love. So, you know, after having those discussions with her, I don't resent, I don't resent my mom for anything that she did because she did, she was doing what she thought, you know, was best as, as a parent. Um, and morbid obesity does run in families. It's a disease. We don't want to say it is, but it really is because it does run on my father's side um, of the family. And that right. so that's where you got it from. Yes. So even though your mother was slim, you got it from your father's side. Yes. Now, my father wasn't big, but I have an aunt. And then I have three great aunts that were all over 400 pounds. Wow. So it, it, can, it can, run in, uh, can run in families. So um, you just have to be, you have to be mindful. And we have to learn that you have, part of it is changing the way that we eat. It, it just, it is, it is. And I, it's something I still struggle with because my family tell me all the time, just because you eat that way don't mean we don't eat that way. I get that a lot. <laughs> no support, right? <laughs> They, they say just because you, I ain't eating that, and I understand that. I don't, I don't force them to eat the way that I eat, but I'm going to eat the way that I need to eat for me to stay healthy. You know, because I don't want to go backwards. I want to keep moving forward. So I know now what I have to do. Um, and again, I, I talk, I, I talk about people who are very, uh, who I find very encouraging. And like I said before, like the Berry Girls are amazing. I love, you know, watching um, their lives. I don't even know if they know I watch their lives, but I watch them um, all the time to get, you know, new ideas because you get tired of eating the same old thing. You know, you get, and that for me, I do. And so I like sharing and I like receiving, you know, that's why this community, and I'm so glad that, she did this so that we all can make um, those connections because I don't have a lot of people around me that had bariatric surgery. And one thing I've learned is if you did, haven't had it, you don't understand it. Right. You know, you can, you can, what is it they say? You can sympathize, you can 
sympathize, but you can't empathize or something like that. Like you can understand, but you don't really understand. Um, and well, so- thank you for, for telling me about how you don't resent your mother because that really hit me when you was talking, boy, that hit me so hard because I didn't do it in a place of like, of shame. Like I was embarrassed of my daughter. I felt like I wanted to help her so bad. You know what I mean? Like she was just teased. I mean, in elementary school, she was teased so bad. My daughter literally cut her wrist in the bathroom. All right. And that's what I knew enough is enough. And I had to put her in a special school that was a therapeutic school. So she won't get become a target like that. You understand? So I went through a lot with my daughter and her weight. She used to sneak food and do the same thing, everything you said. And I just appreciate you. And that made me feel I have closure now, you know? Well, I'm glad, I'm glad. I appreciate you. That's all I have to say. Thank you so much, support. I appreciate you. No problem. You can put me on mute now. All right. All right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate your story. It's it's really inspiring. And um, thank you for doing this, Sean. I really all right. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram, TikTok, or even in my Facebook group and let me know what you liked about this episode. Oh. And please, please rate and review my podcast. I really, really appreciate it. Don't forget to come back tomorrow for another episode of Bariatric Confessions. I hope you have a very successful day.